What's up, folks? First off, I'd like to thank everyone for listening to the not-so-great sports debate. My name's TJ. I'll be your host, joined by my partner, Benny V, every Friday. What's on today's agenda, you ask? Well, we talked the Super Bowl. Does Tom Brady need the Super Bowl to solidify his legacy? And where should Deshaun Watson go? And who won the Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff trade? We also discussed NBA. Who's the MVP frontrunner so far? And should the Nets be the favorites to win it all? All this and more right here on the Not So Great Sports Debate. What's up, everybody? Thanks for listening. This is the Not So Great Sports Debate. My name is TJ Langford. This is my partner, Ben Vanata. Did I say that right? You said it right. What's going on, everybody? How you doing, man? Oh, you know, living my best life. How you been, my man? I'm good. This has been a long time coming. I think I've uh, been talking about getting a sports podcast going with you for a little over a year now. At least a year, I'd say. And uh, this is it. Man, the mic or whatever you're using is freaking great. I can yeah. perfect. <laughs> I just got it for Christmas, man, so I'm glad it's working great. Yeah, it sounds really good. All right, so the gist of this show is we got a topic. We got topics here, and when I read off the topic, we're both going to have two and a half minutes, not a piece, but two and a half minutes to get our point across, and we'll move on to the next one. If we're in the middle of a, of a point, we're just going to go ahead and make that point. We're not going to stop just because the timer went off. For those of you out there listening, uh, my alarm that's going to go off, it probably sounds really bad, but it's a work in progress. We will get better as we go. We will live and we will learn. So uh, a little bit about mm-hmm. us. We're both from the South. Uh, we both love sports. We're big sports fanatics. And uh, we're going to probably, hopefully, argue and holler at each other in a little bit. If not, maybe next week. Oh, the goal is to holler at you some. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Are you ready to get this thing kicked off? Oh, yeah. I'm ready when you are, bud. All right. Here we go. This is the first question. I'm going to read it, and then when you start talking, I'm going to hit the timer. And, yeah, here we go. The first question is, all right, so we know now, by now, that Matthew Stafford is now a L.A. Ram. (laughs) And Jared Goff is now in Detroit where people go to say goodbye to their careers. So the question is, who won this trade between Stafford and Goff? Well, I think this was a very interesting trade to begin with. I didn't think in so many years that the Lions would get rid of their franchise quarterback. But I give props to Matthew Stafford for – getting the hell out of there and going somewhere to where he could probably make the playoffs, if not make a playoff run. And so I think the LA Rams got the better end of this deal. Although uh, the Lions did get a decent quarterback, Jared Goff, but I don't think that he's going to do well without his daddy, Sean McVay around. So, cause if you remember before Sean McVay came to LA Everybody was calling Jared Goff a big bust, and because wasn't he the number one pick in the draft? 
So if he wasn't number one, he was very, very high. And they were calling him a bust. He was for sure top five. And let's but be yeah. honest, he was a bust before McVeigh got there. He was for sure a bust before McVeigh got there. And McVeigh picked him up and turned him into what he is now. So he's either going to – I don't think he's going to get much better than he is now in Detroit. But, so you, you got Stafford winning that trade? Oh, yeah, 100%. Although the Lions did get a lot of draft picks and stuff to you know help rebuild their team. Yeah. L- L.A. got a quarterback that's going to instantly shoot up their chances into making the playoffs and making a run at the playoffs at that. Yeah. Uh, some numbers I'm going to throw at you right, real quick. For their career, Jared Goff is – he's got a passer rating of a 91.5. Matthew yeah. Stafford's is a 90. He's got a completion percentage of 63.4, Goff does, and Matthew Stafford's is 63 so they're they're almost dead on, right? But yeah. Here's the difference. Jared how many Goff years has, got, has been? Yeah. How many years has Stafford been playing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's been playing a lot longer than golf. But here's the big difference: wins. Jared Goff is 44 and 30 losses. 44 and 30, 30 is what he is. Matthew Stafford is 74 and 93. So you would automatically think, well, Goff's a better quarterback. No. Daddy McVeigh is going to take <laughs> Matthew Stafford and they are going to make a, not a playoff run, but they are going to make there's our time. They're going to make possibly a Super Bowl run. Mm. They have the best defense. They had the best defense in the league for a while last year. And Jared Goff just he couldn't help himself with to throw the ball to the other damn team. <laughs> Somebody needs he they need to set him down and explain to him which jerseys his wide receivers are wearing before <laughs> each game. That would help him out a lot. But I say Matthew Stafford wins this trade, but because of Sean McVay. Sean McVay will instantly make Matthew Stafford a top five quarterback next year. Y'all hide and watch. Matthew Stafford might even be in the running for MVP next year. Because Sean McVay is a he's the second best offensive mind in the NFL behind Kyle Shanahan. And he's great with quarterbacks. No matter what quarterback he has, he's as great at developing them. Yes, yes, he is. And that team, they have stars. They have stars on that team and they're oh, re- yeah. they're ready to go. So and their their defense is spectacular. You ain't lying. Aaron Donald is the is, real uh, deal. <laughs> he is. He is. Uh, I, I'm, I got a question for you next week. I didn't put it on this week's segment, but uh, I'm going to tease it a little bit. Would you trade Aaron Donald for Deshaun Watson? Let's not answer that today. We're going to hold that off Ooh. for next week. That's but speaking fun. of, <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a fun one. <laughs> speaking of Deshaun Watson, our next question: is, Where would you like to see him go? Uh, not just as a as a football fan. Where would you like to see Deshaun Watson land? Well, overall, I'd like to see him go to a contender, no matter what. Somewhere that's going to contend and make the playoffs and, you know, give all these big names like Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady, give all them trouble. I'd like to see him go against them in the playoffs. But I got an AFC and an NFC team that I'd like to see him go to. But I also got an honorable mention for both the AFC and NFC. But okay, the AFC, I got the 
Denver Broncos. I think that their defense is also another one of the, one of those good defenses as long as they don't get rid of Von Miller and or any of their other pieces to get Bradley Chubb and boys, yeah. Yeah, as long as they didn't gotta get rid of them pieces to, you know, get a hold of Deshaun Watson, <laughs> I think the Broncos would be a great team. They're yeah playoff ready. You don't, you don't want to leave Houston to go to another team that's gonna be struggling. So yeah, that would be key. Keeping that defense intact, yes. giving Deshaun a fighting chance. Exactly. And I feel the same way about my NFC pick, too, as long as they don't have to get rid of any of their defensive pieces, major defensive pieces, to get Deshaun Watson. I think I'd like to see him go to the Washington football team. If he would have been on their team this year and went went and played Tom Brady in the playoffs this year, that would have been a completely different ball game. And I believe that the Washington football team would have beat them if they had a quarterback like that behind there. And I'm not saying anything bad about Alex Smith. I love Alex Smith. But Deshaun Washington is just a top five quarterback, man. You've got to, you know, talent recognizes talent. Yeah. No, you're right. And uh, that's your two. We'll get to your honorable mentions real quick. Uh, My honorable mentions are just uh, on the AFC. I got the Miami Dolphins. And in the NFC, I've got the San Francisco 49ers. Stop I, right there. That's my team right there. <laughs> he should go to the San Francisco 49ers. Sean McVay, the best offensive mind in the game at defense, is just all oh, that defense is so good. They went to the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo two years ago. They were one pass away from beating Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. They have this guy in that system with that coach. They're making the Super Bowl run, and they could possibly knock off Deshaun Watson and or uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. I guarantee it. If he went to the San Francisco 49ers, that division would be a wrap tomorrow. As long as their injuries don't end up like they were this year with half their fucking defense being, you know, either with COVID or with season-ending injuries, as long as that doesn't happen again, I 100% agree. Yeah, they have – Talent. What they took they took his best receiver in Houston and they said bye. And D Hop went to Arizona and they got Kyler Murray looking like the damn second com- coming of Randall Cunningham. So and they got you don't have any that, weapons there. That was the worst trade in the world, might I mention getting David Johnson in return for DeAndre Hopkins and that's it. That's what that's horrible. What the hell? Who what kind of drugs were you doing when that person answered that phone call? <laughs> but yes, the, the Niners, that's the that's the team. Obviously, I'm a Falcons fan. Deshaun Watson's from Gainesville, Georgia. I, w- I would love to see him dress up in a in a dirty birds uniform. Uh, that's not gonna happen yeah. for some reason. We're gonna ride with Matt Ryan until the damn ship hits the bottom of the ocean with the Titanic. I feel so bad so, for Matt Ryan. But that's another <laughs> subject. <laughs> so yes, I think the 49ers would be, but I love the Washington football. That that's a team I didn't even think of with that defense and Chase Young being the nucleus of that defense as a rookie. He's just he's 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 a whole mm. that dude's gonna change the defense and he's gonna change the culture in that locker room with Ron Rivera. So that's a very good pick. I didn't even think of Washington football and you team. You can already say that he's turned around that defense a lot just from this year. Like I, yeah. I've never even heard of Montez Sweat until this year because <laughs> they've complimented each other so well. 
I wonder if he's in can the key sweat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. We're going to stay with the NFL. This weekend, we have the GOAT playing what they're calling is the baby GOAT. <laughs> Who is under more pressure to win this Super Bowl this Sunday, Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes? Whew. Man, that's a toughie. But uh, I'll give you some pros and cons, I guess, um, on both sides, and then my answer at the end. But it's important for both quarterbacks because, one, with Tom Brady, he's trying to solidify his own dynasty without Bill Belichick. He's trying to show the world that he can do it without him. And in my opinion, he already has. He's made the Super Bowl without him. Bill Belichick didn't even make the playoffs. But anyways, I I think that that would solidify his own dynasty, him winning a Super Bowl with Tampa Bay, especially the first year after he left the Patriots. That's a big, you know, F you Belichick. But yeah, on the on the other side of it, Patrick Mahomes, he's also trying to solidify his own legacy by winning two Super Bowls in three years with the Kansas City Chiefs. And the he will certainly solidify that legacy if he beats Tom Brady on the biggest, you know, showcase there is, stage, which would be the Super Bowl, especially with the Chiefs, you know, playoffs thus far, in my opinion. I don't think they've been looking like the Kansas City Chiefs so far throughout the playoffs. So uh, my final answer, I really think that it's uh, Tom Brady who's, going to be under more pressure because he's only got a couple more years left to you know do it and Patrick Mahomes has got at least another decade so I think it's more important to Brady right now all right let me channel my Lee Corso not so fast my friend (laughs) Tom Brady is 150 years old this is his 10th Super Bowl first year with the Bucks and the year of a pandemic Zero, not a no, no offseason practices. The dude learned a brand new playbook, brand new system, brand new players. The only, the only comfort he has there is Gronk, and he, and he's already proven. I think just the fact that he made it to this game that he didn't need Belichick. Belichick needed him, but I was still going to say Belichick's one of the best coaches in the NFL. I'm not off that ship yet, but Tom Brady. <laughs> has beat Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. If Patrick Mahomes loses to Tom Brady again, what what say he might get the three more Super Bowls? Like making it ten Super Bowls, that's that's, that's not gonna happen. Like it might, but chances are that's not gonna happen. So if yeah. he makes it to three more and say he wins all three of those, the thing that they're going to dwell on and I'm that he never beat it, Tom Brady. That's our time. Yeah. He's 0-2 against Tom Brady in the postseason. And that you cannot come back from because we're like in in basketball, oh, the GOAT, is it Jordan or LeBron? Well, they never played against each other. You never had LeBron play against Kobe in the finals. So Mm -hmm. that's a a great discussion. Why? Because nobody knows. Nobody's going to win that argument. Nobody. So this, you're going to have something to go off of. And I think Mahomes – has to win this game this weekend. I think Tom Brady's legacy is solidified. That cat, 
is the his greatest. patriot legacy is solidified. Yeah, yes. and he's let's <laughs> let's he's taken the Bucks to worst to first. Like they they were a train wreck, and I don't trust BA. I don't trust Bruce Arians. He's a no risk it no biscuit type of player, and Tom Brady likes to run the ball. He he likes to play football, and uh, yeah. So I think his legacy is solidified. I think Patrick Mahomes needs this game Sunday, and I I just I think he's got more on the line because Tom ten Super Bowls, man, that's ridiculous. Oh, there there's a good argument that they both need to win this game. Oh yeah, but... yeah, it's a Super Bowl. Both of them need to win it. <laughs> I just think that it would be interesting to see Brady win it without Belichick because Belichick has got such a mind to, you know, trick the other team in high-pressure situations and stuff like that. He's not going to have that this time. So I just think it'll be interesting. Very uh, (laughs) Saban-ish. Yes. That's a great example because Saban came from the Belichick tree. So Yeah. All right, let's stay with this game. Okay. In order for the Chiefs or the Bucks to win on both teams, who has got to be the best player on the field aside from Pat Mahomes and Tom Brady? Well, I'll start with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here. I couldn't pick one specific player here, but uh, I said uh, the running back core – and the edge rushers for Tampa Bay. And for the running backs, I I don't know about you, but throughout the playoffs, I've seen the checkdowns and the pass blocking from the running backs be mediocre as hell. I've seen them drop passes. Leonard Fournette dropped a couple passes either last like, game or the game before. He don't look like the Leonard Fournette we used to see in LSU, does he? Heck no. But – uh. I think it's going to be up to them to take the pressure off of Brady to have to throw the field, throw the ball 10, 15 yards down the field every time. And, you know, getting that running game started is going to be huge for their, you know, productivity throughout the whole game. And edge rushers, obvious reason. You got to keep my homes in check. You know, (laughs) like that's, you're not going to win the game if you can't keep him in check. So those are about, especially with his, you know, concussion issues hit him hard one good time and it might change the dynamic of the game, you know? Yeah, you're right. And uh, nobody wants to see anybody hurt, but let's face the facts. If you're a defensive end and you got a chance to hit that quarterback, you're not trying to lay him down and have a damn picnic with him. You're trying to take his head off. So, yeah. Yeah. I was about to say, I can't never think of a time I was trying to tackle somebody nicely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just don't have. You don't get an octagon with somebody and say, "Hey, man, will you lay your head against my fist?" Really easy here. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah, with the Kansas City Chiefs, I did actually have one specific player. But then, uh, okay, so Travis Kelsey is the main player for me on Kansas City. But on the other side of the ball, I've got their safeties. You know, Terry Matthew and. Sorensen, but uh, Kelsey needs to continue to be Mahomes' safety net. Like whenever Mahomes can't find Tyreek Hill or McCole Hardman or anybody else, you know Kelsey's his man. He puts it in in the five foot vicinity of the man, and he comes down with it somehow. Yeah. And 
the running backs aren't excluded from that. Like they need to, you know, be able to check down that football for Mahomes whenever he gets into trouble because this defense is going to put pressure on him. It's not going to be a game where he can just sit back there and find people and pick them apart. I think uh, I think Le'Veon Bell is going to have a big part to do with their running game this week. He needs uh, to. Really quick, that's that's really good assessment for for Tampa. I had the defense, just the defense. Uh, they they blitz more than anybody in the league. Yeah. And if you blitz this guy, you better make it count. Yeah, because he better, will. Because he will make you pay. Yeah, he will burn so, you. But uh, other than that, I got Gronk, man. When when Gronk is on, when when he's playing Gronk football, Tom Brady looks like a totally different guy out there. He's having fun again. When Gronk, that deep, that offense goes as Gronk goes, I think, I think he's big for the Bucks, and I'm with you, man. Kelsey, Kelsey is, he's the best tight end to ever play the game. Uh, if George Kittle hadn't got hurt this year, we might be bringing his name up, but he yeah. did. He got hurt, so we're not bringing his name up. That's true. Good luck next year, but this guy right here, he he's the best that's ever done it. So, <laughs> continue to go out there and be that guy. And oh, yeah. I think that's that's the recipe for success. I know Tyreek Hill is fast and everything, but nobody nobody is as reliable as Travis Kelsey is for Patrick Mahomes. And, and in order for them to win, I think Kelsey's got to have about twelve catches for a hundred plus yards and a couple touchdowns. <laughs> well, hopefully, it won't come to all of that. But, uh... <laughs> As far as the safeties that I was mentioning earlier, too, I don't know if you've noticed, but this whole year, Tom Brady's throwing game has just skyrocketed out of nowhere. Like, he went to throwing 40 t- TDs again this year, like, out of yeah. nowhere. And That's... so it's going to be up to them safeties to keep everything in front of them, keep them throwing short and, you know. Yeah. Making you got to hit them. Yeah. That's a 43-year-old man. You got to hit them. Yeah. Uh, his numbers jump because Bruce Arians runs a, a gun slinger offense. Yeah, and and I think Tom Brady. I will say this: Father Time is undefeated, but Tom Brady's arm is not. In, for those of you out there who think, "Oh, he don't have an arm," y'all are full oh, shit. Oh, he still got an arm. Yeah, his arm is not in question at all. Uh uh-uh. uh He he puts it on them receiver. He threw a couple balls so hard. To Chris Godwin, he couldn't catch him. He broke his fucking finger. Broke his finger, yes. So <laughs> that dude's arm is not in question. Just like with Brett Favre, he was breaking Donald Driver's fingers like it was nothing. Yeah, yeah we didn't ever question. I questioned some stuff about Favre, but it wasn't that. No, it, wasn't his arm. it was never his arm strength. <laughs> uh, okay, let's switch to the NBA. Ooh. I think that's where me and you both – pretty much thrive on i can dig it <laughs> uh let's let's talk about the warriors because nobody's talking about them anymore. oh boy that dynasty is it finished i i've got to say that it is man i mean they're still a great team like there's there's still got a lot of great players on that team but they're not the clear-cut best team in the world like they used to be i mean there's super teams all over the nba now so they're definitely not the clear-cut best team and they missed the playoffs last year. So uh, I think they're, you know, they're on, they're out of the dynasty, but they're on their way out of contention at all if they don't watch it, in my opinion. But 
uh yeah as far as the dynasty i think it's over i think it's uh lee corso again not so fast my friend <laughs> the warriors this year they're they're not gonna be in the talks but let's break this down real quick next year they're gonna have clay thompson back Hopefully. clay thompson is the best two-way player on that team he's the best overall player on the team he defends the hardest guy to defend He's, let's talk. He, he won three point ten. He won the three point title a few years ago. The dude can shoot, and hopefully he bounces back. I think they still got it in them to make another run or two. Because you got Kelly Oubre, that kid's playing out of his mind. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> and James Wiseman, if he can continue, just stay healthy. I know he's hurt right now, but just stay healthy. Next year he'll have a year under his belt, and he'll come back with a Clay Thompson. Then they still got Andrew Wiggins. They still got Draymond Green, who's the heart and soul of the I team. About man. Andrew He's the Wiggins glue. Being there. <laughs> and they're still looking pretty good this year. And when he come, when Clay Thompson comes back, that's the nucleus nucleus that got this dynasty started. They didn't start winning when Durant got there. No. They were already winning when Durant got there. Yeah. They didn't need Ke- Draymond Green was right. They did not need Kevin Durant to win they never did they were already winning yeah so when they come back i think they still have a shot it's going to be hard because they're in the west and the west now is the best it's not like it used to be it's not the nba the least anymore the east is the least now i think because uh, the west you have heavyweight hitters out there man mm-hmm. i will and this, i will say though that ahead. uh i think that they're better than the clippers still <laughs> Oh yeah, by far. Yeah, you, you don't want to get me started. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's let's stay with the NBA for a minute. I love this question. Ooh, I love this question. I hope me and you disagree on this question. Oh God, should the Nets be the favorites to win the finals? No, one one hundred percent no. Like I, in my opinion, the Lakers are still the team to beat in the NBA until somebody knocks Jesus. them off that horse. I so wanted to argue with you about this. The the Western Conference it's by itself, the strength of the Western Conference, like they they dominate and uh I'm just not convinced that the Nets have it all put together to make that run yet. I mean it's still the beginning of the season. We're only like what, twenty something games into the season. So it'll be interesting to see how well they gel together over the season and my answer might change by the time the playoffs come or even the uh what do you call it the all-star break but uh right now my answer is no i think that the lakers are too complete of a team to even take give that conversation to the nets okay real quick i gotta ask you this it's not on here what about the east you think they're locked to win the east uh no (laughs) i mean i I still think that the Bucks got a good chance. I still you won't even take the bait, man. I just want to argue with you about it. I still this. I agree. I still think Miami <laughs> Heat got a good chance there. I mean, they're great. Don't get me wrong. I love Durant. Uh, I'm okay with Harden. I tolerate Kyrie Irving. Uh, <laughs> and uh, not I. And what's their center's name? The I can't think of his name, but I. I thought he was. Oh, DeAndre Jordan. Uh, no. Uh, 
crap, what is his name? That not DeAndre Jordan, but last year he was a monster down there, and I thought that he was the reason that they made the playoffs last year. But it's not Bagley. Oh, that's gonna bother me now. <laughs> okay. I I agree. They shouldn't be the favorite to win the finals. Not no, but hell no. Yeah. Kyrie Irving makes every team he goes to worse. Look it up. <laughs> I mean, look it yeah. up. When he got hurt in Boston, they all of a sudden got bad. <laughs> they played defense. They they done this thing that's called making runs. Mm-hmm. And in the NBA, that's what it's all about. You gotta make runs. You have to stop them on one end and come into the other end and dominate. Kyrie Irving has never, ever, ever had a problem dominating on the offensive side of the ball. But he has had a problem with gelling with teammates. Teammates find him very hard to get along with. Mm -hmm. He has a problem with playing defense. The dude is just – I don't know what's – I don't know what drives him, but it's not basketball. When It's fine. I agree with his – Helping the uh, going out and helping these people, giving your time to the Black Lives Matter, and 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 making a difference for your for for people mm-hmm. for for humankind. That's not basketball though. Yeah, he gets paid to dribble that ball, but it seems well, here lately he's gotten paid to just sit out. Yeah, um, and I mean, I... he could have came back last year and played in the bubble. He chose not to. That's yeah. fine. It's his prerogative. Yeah. But, man, you've not showed me at all that you're sold out to win, not like LeBron James was or Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant. I like you've not showed me at all that you're that you're going willing to sell out to win. I think James Harden and Kevin Durant would be better off if they had kept Karis LeVert and got rid of Irvin. And I like LeVert, too. Lost, I'm just saying. LeVert's bad. And although you'd have lost him this year because they found the tumor on his kidney and that the, the trade saved his life because he wouldn't have only had that tumor on his kidney if they hadn't traded mm. him. But LeVert is a better teammate. And this is a team sport. Yeah. Like, you've watched LeBron James be the best player in the NBA for the past 20 years. He's not got 20 titles. This is a team sport. Mm-hmm. And Kyrie is not – I don't think he's a good teammate. I don't even think they're coming out of the East. I think – I would love to say the Bucks because I, I want to see Giannis go to the finals. Yeah. But I think the 76ers, that, they look like a real contender. And we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, they look good so far. Embiid's playing out of his freaking mind. And Doc Rivers is – he's – He's doing the yeah, same. I, I give him props for what he's doing down there. But uh, I, I want to touch on the the one thing you said about Kyrie Irving. I I don't I don't think he's a superstar at all, and I think he's barely a star. And I think that is strictly because of the way he plays defense. Oh, really? Yes. I think he is a horrible defender, and that takes he is. Oh, that takes a, a lot of way from you know his. Yeah, his all-around game. Yeah, and the Nets, the Nets as a whole, they're the worst defensive team in the NBA. Yeah. They they can't they can't guard a parked car. So I mean, what are they, what are they going to do? You get it, you get into the West, you play somebody like the Nuggets or the Lakers. I mean, I watched the Nuggets play last night, and the Lakers are a really good defensive mm-hmm. team. And that first three quarters, the Nuggets uh, scored at will. 
So I mean, shoot, even the Houston Rockets. I watched them play my Grizzlies the other night, and they just romped them. <laughs> the Rockets. I'm not gonna say they're a better team without Harden, because Harden's the best scorer yeah. I've, I've ever seen play the game. But they got the issue out of the way, and it seems like John Wall is playing like he loves the game again. And it's just so oh, fun to watch that guy man, play like that. Watching him play, and I remember one play, I forget what quarter it was or anything, but he made a great move on John Morant and you know took it straight down to the basket. But he missed the layup, but you know Morant contended the layup and made him miss it pretty much, but how emotional John Wall got after that. Like, you know, he went over there and he hit the the rubber, but he looked over at his teammates and smiled and shrugged his shoulders after he did that. Like, that's the kind of basketball I love to see. Like, somebody that gets so bad yeah. for that half a second, but then turn around, shake it off, and smile at his teammates and say, we'll get the next one. I love that I love shit. It. Yeah. I love the competitiveness. Uh, I watched that, that Lakers game I was talking about last night. I seen Dennis Schroeder, man, hustle, dove to the ground twice, mm. dove to the ground once for the ball, knocked it out of the way, then dove again, and the other team knocked it uh, – Denver knocked it out of bounds, and I watched Frank Vogel. I love this, <laughs> man. Frank Vogel was knocking folks out of the way so he could run over there and help Dennis Schroeder up, patting him on the ass yes. and stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, these guys That's like that and John Wall now, they're having fun. Yes. And when you have fun – Man, that game's so fun to watch when they're out there. That's why fun. I love playing the game because whenever you're out there clear-minded and having a hell of a time, man, like it's just a different game at that point. And yeah. everything flows perfectly and everything just falls into place and it's just so fun. So I love watching it. Yeah, same here. My wife don't like it as much. But, you know. <laughs> All right, staying with the NBA. It's way too early to decide anything right now, but we're going to decide our way too early MVP pick and why. I got about three or four people written down. I'm pretty. I think you got three. I as got well. three in an honorable mention. Okay, so who's who's your MVP pick? Or you can you can go up if you want from the bottom. Well, I know we've been discussing this uh, throughout the week and stuff, and I've changed it a couple of times, but. Uh, Right now, I've got my MVP. I'm going to go one, two, three, and then honorable mention. But uh, my number one pick is uh, Jokic right now, the Joker. uh, He's averaging 27 points and 12 rebounds a game over 22 games, I believe, they've played. And this next stat, I think, is the best stat you can watch for with a center. And that's his free throw percentage. And he is shooting 85% from the free throw line, too. And that's spectacular for a center. So, I, right now, I've got him at number one. And and also that assist line. Oh, dude. Center, dude. For big. To see the floor the way yes, he sees the, the average floor. Seven, eight assists like, a game. Oh, yeah, bro. Yeah. That's like a left tackle throwing touchdown passes in football. That that's like having happen. a point guard in the paint. Like, <laughs> yeah, I that's mean, amazing. But uh, a very close second behind uh, Jokic, I've got Damian Lillard from the Portland Blazers. Like, uh, and I'm basing these off of value to their team, not necessarily by their stats. Yes. But uh, he he's averaging 29 points and seven assists a game, along with five rebounds and, you know, this, that, and the other. 
he is the glue that holds Portland together. We were talking about injuries uh, either last night or the night before, and Portland has been struggling with injuries. Decimated. This year and last year, and they continue to be a contender because of Damian Lillard. And, I mean, C.J. McCollum and other pieces on that team, Nurkic, you know, they, they, you know, they – they make they're their contribution, but, but yes, uh, Damian Lillard is the consistent factor there. Real quick, while you're on CJ McCollum, I will say that dude's got oh, heart. Dude, yes, he played the whole bubble in the bubble with a broken back what? last year. I've never seen heart. Yeah, he had a, his back was Man. broken. He tried to play it off and say, "Oh, it's not as bad as everybody makes it out to seem." But I don't know about you, but when I hear broken back, to me that that's that's a mm-hmm. damn broken back. I got a I got a bulging disc and there's days I can't even freaking roll out of bed. Shoot, so I got like the sciatic nerve issues and that shit sucks. I can only imagine a broken back. <laughs> but okay, real quick, number three, I got uh, Bradley Bill, and he's averaging thirty five points a game. That's, and it's a good name drop. And right I there. hope he gets traded to the Memphis Grizzlies. Throwing that out there, you know, speaking that into existence. <laughs> but hopefully that happens. But and then my honorable mention is Jason Tatum from the Boston Celtics. He he's got you know one. the decent numbers, but the the stat that I thought stood out to me the most was his 1.3 steals per game. Like that, he's doing it on both sides of the court. So that's why I threw him in as an honorable mention. Okay, all right. So me and you both got Jokic. The Joker is the MVP this year. Uh, like you. It's value yeah. to their team, and to me, it's got to be a winning team. So that, that would be why. Uh, that's why Bradley Bill wasn't hired for me. Bradley Bill wouldn't is not in mind. He's that dude's a monster. I watched him play college ball in Florida. He killed my Bulldogs <laughs> three times, four, two times a year. He's just he's really good, but that team don't win. But Jokic, they got. I mean, they lost the Lakers last night, but you know who doesn't? Exactly. Uh, he, like you said, he's averaging 27, 12 rebounds, and nine assists. That's mm-hmm. unheard of, man. That dude sees the floor. He reminds me of a. Uh, he reminds me of a LeBron. Only he's way taller and he's slower. If you watch him run, he can't run the floor fast, but you'd never know it. Because the dude's just so smart. His his basketball IQ is out of this world. So number two, and and it's a close second. <clears throat> I got Joel Embiid, man. I do that cat's averaging twenty nine points, eleven rebounds, and three assists a game. The three assists that that's not that's not a lot. But when that cat plays, that seventy sixers team looks like a real contender. I like that pick. And number three. It killed me to not have this guy number one. He's my favorite oh, player in the league. Oh, LeBron James, man. He's averaging 25 points, oh, no. eight rebounds, and eight assists a game. Yeah, but I. And he's doing it with a career low minutes. He's not playing many minutes this year. He's, he's playing less minutes than he's ever played in his career. I don't career. know why I thought you were about to say Luka Doncic, but. Uh... Uh, I wanted to put him up there, but yeah. he's just not winning, man. But the only – I mean, I didn't – I tried to stay away from the LeBron Jameses and Kevin Durant's as well as I could on that one. But 
LeBron. I don't even think Kevin Durant's up there. Well, I'm just right meaning now. big names. But LeBron yeah. James is like I believe it was you that told me this. Like with Michael Jordan back in the nineties. Like yeah. he's the MVP every year <laughs> and you've just got to pick somebody else just to make it fun. So yeah. That's the reason that I didn't. Yeah, pick him, they but call it Jordan. I 100% agree that you know LeBron James should be in that too, but I just tried to stay away from him for the fun of it. <laughs> my honorable mention is Dame. That's my second favorite player in the NBA. Nobody has the heart no. that Damian Lillard has. That dude's five foot nothing, and he'll he's just he's unreal. The shots that he. Like that logo three, he practiced that shit. Who else is practicing a three from the logo religiously? I tell you who is <laughs> Damian Lillard. That's why he's he's hitting three uh-huh. or four a game. Like the dude's unreal. They're decimated with injuries. Terry Stott is a Stotts is a great coach, but he's got a great player in Damian Lillard. I just hope Portland don't waste his career. I hope they surround him. I hope McCollum gets back healthy. Uh, Skinny Mellow was a real thing. Skinny Mellow. I was, was just about to mention out. how I love how they brought him back. <laughs> he's playing with a new, like we were talking about John Wall. Like he's got a love for the game. Yes, it's just so fun to see Carmelo Anthony out there. Like we're talking about LeBron being in the league for twenty some odd years. Mellow came in the league same mm-hmm. year LeBron did. I mean, he's not as high a level as LeBron by no means, but. Mellow's uh, – I, I enjoy watching the, the Portland Trailblazers play. And uh, I got Luka right there. Like, he, he could get in if the Mavs start winning. They, I don't know what's wrong with the Mavs. They got a great coach. They got good talent. They just got to mm-hmm. figure it out, man. Hey, uh, while we're on the subject <laughs> I, of uh, NBA players, you know, looking good and having fun this year, I just want to throw out there that Chris Paul – I'll – I've been watching the Phoenix Suns this year, and he is looking like he is, you know, a rejuvenated man having a hell of a that lot of fun. so funny because I almost put Chris Paul in there as my number three uh, MVP uh, only because everywhere that dude goes, he do you re- Do you know why he's in Phoenix? Because Oklahoma City tried to tank last year, and Chris Paul played so good, yeah, they I went know. to the playoffs, <laughs> and they almost beat the Rockets. So Sam we Presti said, "You got to get rid of this guy because he's winning, and we don't want to win right yeah. now. We're trying to rebuild." And that's the only reason why he's in Phoenix. I love watching him in Phoenix. Y- Yaten is a real player. Uh, what's that kid's Devin name? Booker. Was so good last year. Oh, Devin Booker is. Like he's he really got real does. players in Phoenix. Phoenix is a great sports they're, town. They're on the rise. I'm happy too, bro. for Phoenix, Chris. Yeah, they are. And you're right, man. Chris Paul looks like he's having fun again, and I love and, it. And I love his Chris. Numbers Paul. aren't they're, you know above and beyond like they used to be, but 16 points, eight and a half assists, and five rebounds a game is still great for his age. That, yes, that's, that's all, all they need. They need. For. If they needed him to score more, I'm sure I'm sure he would, and he could. They just they they don't need it. He's got Devin. That's the thing I love about people like Chris Paul and LeBron James. They don't have to be like well, LeBron James. Here's a cool thing about LeBron James. You ever pass a hotel on the side of the road, going down the interstate, you pass a hotel, and it says no oh, vacancy. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? Well, when players look at LeBron James teams, they see a sign that says mm-hmm. shots open. Because they know that if you get open, yep. LeBron's going to pass mm-hmm. you the ball. Unselfish basketball. And uh, that, Yes, and that's how Chris Paul is. He don't care who you are. If you're that's open, right. you He's trying the ball. to win the game. He's not trying to win the stat lines. That's right. And Chris Paul, I agree, man. Chris Paul is looking like And that out. makes me very happy. And Phoenix – Phoenix will go to the playoffs this year, and it and it won't be just because of Chris Paul, but he's yep. going to be a vital oh, yeah. part of that. For sure. All right. Two more questions. This is next <laughs> question is probably my favorite one. Growing up, or now, whenever it was, all-time favorite oh, sports movie. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to have to say it was the Mighty Ducks. <clears throat> Oh <laughs> man, Emilio Estevez was one of my heroes growing up. Like I, I watched those movies on repeat. It taught you that you could, yes, quack, quack, yes. Quack, Mr. Ducksworth, <laughs> and that you could be the little guy and you know still outsmart and outplay anybody and uh, just not letting the odds discourage you, man. Like that was just a big monumental movie or set of movies. There was more than one. There was like three. But like, yeah. and each one of them though, they're uh, they're overcoming overwhelming odds, and and yeah, those are some of my favorite movies, oh, yes. man. The Mighty Ducks movies. <laughs> uh, mine is my favorite. <laughs> my favorite sports movie is coincidentally enough also my favorite movie of all time. Uh, it's Remember the movie. Titans. Um. We we worked together for a while, but you know yeah. me on a personal level too. Anybody that knows me on a personal level knows I'm a big ass teddy yeah. bear, man. <clears throat> I got broad shoulders. People look at me like that's a big dude, but I'm a teddy bear, and I love to get in my feelings. I don't know why. I like your whole life. You're taught mm-hmm. you quit that crying. Well, no, I <laughs> like to cry every once in a while. It's good for you. Every time I watch Remember the yep. Titans, I cry. Every time when he when when Denzel has him running, uh, running that hike oh, yeah. early in the morning, and he goes out to the Gettysburg, and That's, that speech he oh, gives, yeah. man, it just it gets me to my core. And what really gets me more to my core is we're still fighting that battle today. Like people think we're over mm-hmm. that battle, and we're not. We're it not over that battle. battle so I think people need to. Yes, and those movies like made. 15 years ago still resonate today and just i love that movie actually me and my family went to dc a few years ago for vacation and while i was there the real coach yost because they were in virginia and you know virginia's right there by dc uh i looked up at the at the news from the hotel room one morning and the real coach yost had died and and I was like, "Oh man, that that hit me because I not because I knew the guy, but yeah. I knew his story. And it was just so that movie is so moving for and sure. I, something about the way Denzel played the part, man. Denzel is just he's phenomenal. The chick, the little girl that played in it, Hayden, uh, it's like I can't pan, remember her pan name. Tear, pan, pan, something like that. Yeah." She was really good. Uh, they had the, you know, the the two most likely people to hate each other for the rest of their lives: Gary Bertier and uh, 
the other oh, I can't remember his name. But anyway, they wound up they wound up being like best friends and Burchard oh, hit and cripple. But it's Man. all based on a yeah, like that it's that powerful. shit gets me yeah. raw. I'm ready to go. When I watch that movie, it's like I'm gonna go spear the next freaking person walking down the sidewalk. And then I get up and like, oh, yeah, I got back <laughs> issues. I'm gonna sit back down. But but mine's remember the Titans, but uh, Mighty Ducks would definitely be a top three for me, man. And I, I was love so close movies. to my second pick. Like it, it's right there with the Mighty Ducks, and that, that's Coach Carter. Like that movie, love Coach me the Carter. first time I watched it. Dory like Road. That, some of their lives Coach, in that movie. You Coach know, Carter's I've actually some uh, of those things. So that movie yeah. was huge. Like I don't know when that when that kid shows up on his doorstep and yeah, can't bro. do nothing but cry. I cried. Like that. Ooh, I get you in the boo right, right there. Your I couldn't help it but cry. <laughs> and uh, that's an honorable mention for me. Coach Carter and oh, Gordy yeah. Rowe. Gordy Rowe is really good, good. Boy, I didn't even think about that one. But uh, when he tells Bobby Joe, he's like, I'd pick you over that guy a mm-hmm. hundred times. And he says, that's good, Coach. <laughs> no, he wasn't going to. Like, it resonates, man, and, and I love it. But Coach Carter was that was uh when he when he grabs old buddy, teachers ain't supposed to touch students. Yeah. He said, I'm not a teacher. Yeah. I'm gonna be basketball coach. Samuel L. Jackson. I ain't yelling That's right. the way I talk. <laughs> All right, so we're I'm up on the last you didn't question. Hit them boys with a motherfucker in their movie. <laughs> gotta love Sam. You know oh, why no, it cusses so much, know. right? The, oh, the dude from Chattanooga, that. Tennessee, man. That's why. <laughs> uh, that's where I grew up, the Chattanooga area. All right, last question. And we're going back to the NFL. Of course, we got the Super Bowl coming up. Who wins this man, Sunday? This is a hard choice for me. Uh, and. I damn near got emotional while I was sitting here trying to figure out who I wanted to win. Yeah, because to be clear, you don't, don't like, like Brady, Brady at all. I respect, respect his game. Him, but you he don't is like the him. goat, but I do not like him at all. He is a Michigan Wolverine, and you are a fighting Irish, Irish from Notre Dame. Dame. Yes, sir. But, I mean, I want <laughs> the Chiefs to win really, really badly. But I think that the Buccaneers come out on top, 27-24. But, and that's because mainly that they're playing in Tampa Bay. But that's not, the, you know, that's not all the reason. I think that their defense is a little better than Kansas City's. I think that pass rush is going to get to Mahomes more than the pass rush to Kansas City getting to Tampa Bay. I, I think that Tom Brady – is going to manage the game better than Patrick Mahomes simply because he's been there more and knows how to handle the pressure more. And he's in a comfortable area. He's in a, on his home turf. So I just think that all the pieces are falling together for Tom Brady to pull another one out of his ass. Yeah, I already okay. knew it was coming. Not so fast, my friend. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You ever seen Get Him to the Greek? Remember Get Him to the Greek? When the uh... – when no, uh, John Hill had enough. No, no, or like Peter Griffin. No, I, <laughs> the Chiefs, I trust Andy Reid over Bruce Arians. I think Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady will wash each other out. 
I know Tom Brady's been in a million of these games. Every Super Bowl, every Super Bowl he's won has yep. came from a game-winning drive in the fourth quarter. I understand all of that. This Kansas City offense is nothing like anything he's ever played. And I know he's not on the field when Patrick Mahomes is on the field. They're not really playing against each other. But I, I just – I think – that Kansas City Chiefs offense is way too much, too many weapons. I got the Chiefs 38-33. Offense is just too high-powered. Again, I trust Andy Reid's play, play calling. I trust everything Andy Reid does over Bruce Arians. I love Todd Bowles. He's, I think he's one of the best uh, <clears throat> defensive coordinators we've seen. I sincerely hope and pray that dude gets another shot yeah. to coach in the NFL. I think he deserves it. I think anybody that coaches the Jets or the Browns and they don't do good, that should not go against them because those organizations are a dumpster well, fire. Maybe Sarkeesian not the Browns anymore. We'll doing see. Doing great things in Cleveland right now. So hopefully he keeps that up. But yes, other than that, I, I agree. And. Start, start. But I, I hope you're right about the Chiefs winning. Uh, the Browns. Oh, uh, Stefanski. That's Stefanski. Right. Oh my God, I'm Steven sorry. <laughs> yeah. Now you're good. Threw me for a loop there. I was like, wait a minute, because yes, Stefanski was my pick for Coach of the Year. God, where was so, I? I was but I there. like. I'm not trying to say they're dumpster fire now, but. If if you were if you coach them organizations, that shouldn't count against Todd, Todd Bowles deserves another chance to to Are coach somewhere. All right, at the end of every <laughs> that was left field. Well, he's actually going. Uh, he's going somewhere else. Uh, was it Did Texas? He take Did he go to Texas? Show? I'm pretty sure. Oh, I'm pretty sure he took the Longhorns. I, I just did a hail mary for him. But but I mean, they don't. No. They don't they don't keep coaches long in Texas, though. So about four months in, he'll be fired. They should have kept Mac. That's my favorite, favorite coach of all time in college football. You can't ask for a better stand-up guy. I love Mac Jones. I love what he's doing in North Carolina. He's just a he's an all-around good guy. I think they should have kept Tom Herman. They looked good last year. I mean. Just because you win nine or ten games don't mean that you're a better team. Sometimes that's all you are is a nine or ten yeah. win team. So, uh, at the end of every episode, we are going to have our all-star of the week. And it don't have to necessarily be an athlete, although I yeah. would like to stick with sports, but it don't have to be. So, um, do you want to uh, go first or you want me to go I first? I went first this whole time, so you go first this time. All right, the the TJ Langford All Star of the Week title goes to Mrs. Sarah Thomas. If that name does not sound familiar to you, watch <laughs> the Super Bowl this weekend. She <clears throat> has refed in the NFL for six seasons since 1999. Um, she's the first woman to ever ref in a Super Bowl. And she's going to be working That's as a awesome. down judge this Sunday. Do you know what it means to go to the Super Bowl? That means you finish yeah, at the top of your position. Like, they didn't call her and say, hey, we need a You're woman to do this. They called her and said, hey, you, you were the best at this position all year long. So we want you to come That's and huge. ref the Super Bowl. And that's a big deal. So 
congratulations to Sarah Thomas. Let's keep moving forward as a people, as a human, as a nation, and keep Yeet. raising the bar. 100%. Girl power. Uh, 100%. Yes. Girl power. Way to go. Again, Sarah Thomas. Can't wait to see you this Sunday. Well, I have not heard represent, that at all baby. until you just mentioned it. So, yes, congratulations to you. You're going to rock it, girlfriend. But anyways, uh, Benny V's all-star of the week i've i've got to give it to you're gonna like this the old miss rebels men basketball team they uh well knocked they knocked my dogs. up a couple of days ago they showed, they showed true grit <laughs> and coming back yeah. from a like 12 point deficit at halftime to defeat the number 11 tennessee vols I don't like it because, you know, my family's UT fans, but hats off to them for a hard-fought victory like that. I've got to give them my my all-star of the week because nobody thought that they were going to even stand a chance in that game, especially after the first half. And they came back, they put their noses to the floor, and they fucking they came out with a, with a W. So that's my all-star of the week. Congrats, Heck Ole yeah. Miss, and congrats, Sarah Thomas. All right, so uh, every Friday morning we're going to record this, and we'll put it out there for you folks. Um, you got anything um, else you no, want to add, Ben? I'm good. All right, that's Benny V. I'm TJ. Uh, thanks for joining us this week. We will see y'all knuckleheads back next yeah, thank week. Thank you for listening. And